0: I don't think I've ever heard a general manager this emotional over a trade. Here's Masayu Jiri speaking today to the media about the memories that he'll share with Pascal Siakam.
1: When you think about Pascal and 10, 20 years from now, what are you going to think about? Is there a moment that st- stands out to you when you think about him? Yeah, two moments. Yeah. Yeah, two African guys that won a championship. I share that with him. And, and I think of his dad... And um, Pascal at Basketball Without Borders. A lot of people don't know that um, Pascal came to Basketball Without Borders in South Africa. Um, He had been admitted into pastoral school in Cameroon and he only came to Basketball Without Borders to see his sister who lived in South Africa. And he was gonna go back and go back to pastoral school and all NBA, all all-star, all, all everything, championship. And it's not stereotype championship of African waving the flag on the bench. Uh, scoring, contributing, yeah, doing everything, you know, uh, that you can think of. Uh there's, again, I say to you guys that, That guy's success is my success, no matter where he is.
0: That is so tough to hear, and you hear how emotional this decision was for him. And Masayu Jerry made a business decision with the Pascal Siakam trade. It was the right time, and he spoke in the press conference about how the offers during the summer weren't the right offers with what they want to do with the team. This wasn't on the table for them. And last season, he felt that the team deserved a shot. That's why he went out and spent a first-round pick on Jakub Pertl. He thought... That there was more in the team, and that he would give them a shot with with uh, Van Fleet, and that that's why he didn't trade him ahead of time. And you understand his decision making a lot more after hearing him speak today. And just I just wanted to get in there that little piece from the press conference about how the memories that he shared with Pascal. Um, The rest of this episode, you'll hear, I recorded it before the press conference, but I needed to add this little portion here so we get that in context of the rest of what I'm about to talk about. I'm going to hit the intro and then you can listen to the rest of it. The Jesse Blake Sports Report with Jesse Blake. Welcome to the Jesse Blake Sports Report, whether this is your first time here, your last time here, or somewhere in between. I appreciate that you're here right now so that we can discuss Pascal Siakam being an Indiana Pacer, and when somebody gets traded, or there's a big playoff loss, or a coach gets fired, or just some big turning point in a franchise or a player's career, there's always the article from the reporter. The, The article, you know the article I'm talking about, the one where it's like, hey, Here's all the inside info. Here's the not necessarily spin, but here's what's going on behind the scenes and the narrative that needs to get out there. Sometimes the narrative is, here's how messy that person was and how much people hated this coach. Or it's, here's how much he was beloved behind the scenes and the GM did this player wrong or here's the turmoil within the franchise and everybody from the PR person up to the owner is is a mess. Or it's like, hey, here's how good it is and The article that came out after Pascal was traded, there's a whole bunch, obviously, but one of the bigger ones was was by Sam Amick. Sam Amick of The Athletic. The article's in The Athletic. You go read it right now. It came out this morning. And I was waiting for for something like this for the angle on the trade. Because after I talk about talk about this piece of it. I want to get into, obviously, my thoughts as a Raptors fan and how sad this is because the 2019 championship is all gone, besides Chris Boucher, who's, who's hanging around, uh, who was on that roster in 2019. Everything else has just been destroyed, all of our hopes and dreams. But we had, we had our moment in the sun. So well, I'll talk about that after we talk a little bit about the Pascal and in Indiana Pacers side of things because Sam Amick in The Athletic wrote about how Pascal always wanted to be a Pacer and and not necessarily like always in terms of his time with the Raptors. He was always thinking about being a Pacer. But as this came to fruition, as it looked more and more likely that Pascal wasn't going to be a Raptor forever, the Indiana Pacers was his preferred destination. And there's several little tidbits about why this is the case and like how this came to be and they show you their great insight into one who pascal is is as a person and as a basketball mind and and two that if this is the story we're getting out of the trade like what a stand-up individual he is which leans into the point one about it says a lot about who he is and let i want let's get into Pascal's love for the Pacers and why he wants to be there so badly. It starts with Siakam's first choice was to always magically get Kevin Durant to the Raptors, which is just like mind blown that it was even in the realm of possibility. But it kind of looked like it was possible when, when Durant was on the Brooklyn Nets and he wanted out. It was, it was in June-ish. I want to say July that summer. When Durant's like, okay, I'm not playing in Brooklyn anymore and I need out of here. It looked like the Raptors had a shot and if they were willing to give up Scotty and some other pieces, there was a chance that the Raptors could get Durant to Toronto. But that never happened, obviously, and who knows if it was actually possible. But while that was all happening, Siakam's like, that's the guy I want to play with the most. But if Durant can't come to Toronto, which he didn't, he wanted them to get somebody like Miles Turner, and that's what that's what Sam Amick writes. He says Turner was next up on his list of players with whom he would love to play with. And there's a lot to go with this. It's not just like, hey, Miles Turner's a great guy. The, their games complement each other completely. Pascal loves getting in the lane. He loves driving driving the lane and having the stretch five and Miles Turner who will bring people out of the lane and free up that space for Siakam. Just as a basketball mind, it's so. It's so cool to see that inside of him thinking about that and thinking like, hey, this will complement my game perfectly because I've watched Turner play and this is how I get my offense going is, is through the lane and driving it there. And those two things will work in sync together. So that's who he wanted to play with and getting to Indiana. Now he gets that chance. And there's, there's a couple, two other tidbits that were very minute, but they, they say they meant a big deal to Pascal Siakam Uh, They are, one, when current Pacers general manager Chad Buchanan was the GM of the Charlotte Hornets, apparently he had a great pre-draft meeting with Siakam, said that there's a possibility he could have taken Siakam at the 22nd pick, and he ended up falling to the 27th pick where the Raptors took him. But he was one of the very few GMs, Masai obviously included, that were high on Siakam pre-draft. And that's something that Siakam apparently has never forgotten. And now that uh, Buchanan is the GM of the Pacers, he's still very high on Siakam apparently. And, th- and that goes back to way back when. And Siakam's never forgotten that. And then three, he also remembers that current Indiana head coach, Rick Carlisle, voted him in as an all-star reserve when he didn't make the initial cut but was added to the team as an injury replacement so what we have here is it's a whole whole bunch of stuff it's just a notebook dump of the Siakam trade that Sam Amick has put together about hey Siakam's always had this kind of love for Indiana behind the scenes and the organization the people there and the playing style of the team obviously like having Playing with Halliburton is going to be incredible. Having Halliburton and Heald and Miles Turner, like it's going to be a fantastic offense that Indiana has is going to put together. And like, I'm so happy for Indiana because I think their offense is going to be even more spectacular. Even though they already have a great offense, like seeing it now, it's going to be it's great trade for them. But this notebook dump. It speaks to the nature of Siakam. He's not looking to go to a Miami for three months, do a couple stuff, sign a two-year deal somewhere else, get a bunch of money, keep bouncing around. The way Siakam's always been is he wanted to put down his roots somewhere. He wanted to put down his roots in Toronto forever. Throughout this whole process, if Masai came to the table to, to with Siakam with a fair market deal of, hey, Sign here for five years. It's up to you. Siakam would have taken that. Like there's no doubt in my mind right now that Siakam would be a Raptor forever if he had that choice. The choice was clearly taken away from him. The Raptors front office have made the decision that this is Scotty Barnes team. They're moving forward with, quote, rebuild. I don't know how much of a rebuild. It. It's It's a rebuild. I shouldn't even, like, couch it because I, I want them to be competitive for my own fan nature. But it's a rebuild now. It's Scotty Barnes' team. And Siakam didn't have the option to stick around here, even though that's his desire. He's not chasing the couple years contracts in the bigger markets and, and, and everything else that comes outside of the basketball. He's chasing a great basketball situation being comfortable around a team that wants him to succeed and wants him in their long-term plans and has an organization where he can excel in and an offensive plan that he can excel in. And that's what he's getting in Indiana. So amongst all of the desi- desired destinations for Siakam, like something like trading him to the 76ers in the summer, that's, that's never gonna make him happy. And he's never gonna stick around there because the long-term basketball fit isn't there. And at the end of the day, That's why this trade is so sad. Toronto is losing a -a one-of-a-kind player who was just all about the basketball. Like I said, he would have stuck around here forever. And seeing our championship roster completely go away, having a a stand-up guy like that be taken away from the city, it's going to hurt. It's going to hurt for a long time. Losing Lowry hurt. Oh my gosh! Losing losing Kawhi after the season hurt. Losing Van Fleet to the Rockets hurt in free agency. We didn't get anything for that, and now losing Siakam is like it. Like now it's completely done. It's it, our hearts were broken in pieces, and finally the last biggest chunk of the piece finally fell off. And and Scotty Barnes is going to be in charge of repairing the whole thing, and whoever else comes in that way. But that's this this article here about how. Siakam's just looking for a good basketball fit and a long-term place to put down his roots. It, it, brings, it should bring a tear to your eye as, as a Raptors fan because you wish that the Raptors were in a situation where they could keep him because he's going to be one of the best organizational guys. And those are the players you want around the team, around younger players, to support older players so that you have a great culture and he's a perfect culture guy, even though towards the end, it definitely seemed like it soured because there was no future with the Raptors. You can understand his frustration there in the last six months of being a Raptor because it definitely looked like he was over it because the Raptors didn't want to keep him. So you have this, this balance here where Masai's got to do Masai and Bobby Webster have to do what's right for the organization and for winning the next championship and for building a competitive team in that they can't offer Siakam anything long term. You have Siakam who is just like, I'm just here to to play basketball and I just want to make a whole bunch of money and play basketball and be comfy and hopefully win this team. And they're like, you know what? You can't do that here. And he's like, well, screw you guys. I, I, need, I need out. And it's this dichotomy where it's like, okay, both are kind of doing the right thing even though there's clearly a lot of headbutting going on behind the scenes because Siakam just wanted to stick around here. And, and there's all of the Raptors reporters were talking about how, He's going to keep his charities here. Everything he's established in the Toronto community is going to stick around. Like These are going to be his, his basketball roots. Not unlike Kyle Lowry, who's kept his, his foundation and all of the community events he's had in Toronto. They're, they still remain here. Pascal Siakam is going to do that as well. And I'm like, hey, guys, Toronto's awesome. Everybody who sticks around here for a long time loves Toronto and that's so cool to see but it's also a very sad moment because their our championship our championship roster is long gone and no more and we'll always have the memories of that 2019 run and thank you Siakam for for those great memories. And that's that's it. I don't do a lot of basketball on this channel but I, I had to. I just wanted to share some thoughts on on the reporting out of out of the Athletic today on Siakam and just the overall trade. Uh, so that is it. I will be back very shortly with more on this channel and and on this feed. Uh, I appreciate that you are here listening or watching this right now. I appreciate you, given anywhere in the world, that you'll be doing this. That's it for me. Good night from Toronto. And
1: that is how it's done.
0: The Jesse Blake Sports Report with Jesse Blake. Jesse Blake, the guy that likes to hear his name twice in one sentence. Sure, I know him. No, he doesn't have an ego at
1: all.